Hello, Britt. Hi. Let me turn around. The light is horrible here. How are you, Britt? You look great. Are you, are you, uh, my understanding is you're coming out of the studio, correct? Coming out of the studio to be here with you today. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Find good lights. Let me do this. Take your time. You I got this for the world. And, you know, in my real world, I, I work. So, I try and make everything balanced. There we go. Everything perfect? Everything perfect. It's so good to be here. Wow. You look amazing. Um, thank you so much. I thank you for taking the time. Uh, so your fans know who at least I am. Uh, yes. I own a whole bunch of brands in the liquor space, wine and spirits, whether past brands, Ace of Spades and Doucet, my current brands, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Vion. Um, they're part of culture. They're part of the next generation. They're part of uh, a feeling of, of, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. That's what they mean. It means, um, I get to do this series I call self-made, which is where I get to interview everybody from DJ Khaled, Nipsey, rest in peace, uh, Wiz Khalifa, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, people in the business space and the entertainment space. I love the up and coming part. I love the struggle part. That's what it means to me. Um, you have your own struggles, uh, but I start out the same way. What does self-made mean to you? Self-made means a person who's never lost their vision, a person who's stuck by their own voice and blueprint because society forces us into a little box and how they'd like to see us perform and behave. But people that have stuck to their own narrative and remembered their own vision are self-made because they aren't swayed by anything. And that's what it means for me. It has, and so you, you've been doing and doing this a while so let's take a step back if i go back to the 17 year old you has that changed you know what i mean has that changed no. that that feeling of what it means no um for me it was sticking to my plan i mean i knew from the age of seven that i wanted to be rich i wanted to be famous and i wanted to have influence and it's still the same narrative that i stick by today and i'm doing exactly what i set out my mind to actually become and do where do you, th I love it. Where does that come from? Wh how, why did you decide at seven? What influenced you at seven to say rich, famous and, and, and entertainment? Because I mean, I know people say TV isn't good for you. I think TV isn't good for you if you have nothing else to do. But for me, it inspired me. I used to watch a show called The Rich and Famous, The Lives of the Rich and Famous. Do you remember it? Um, it of was course. Oh, yes. Where... They showed a lot of Dallas actors, um, their homes, their houses, their careers. And I would never miss that show. And I used to watch a show also called The Three Stooges, yeah. where they humor in everything in life. And then I used to watch a show also called Murders She Wrote and Emma. So those shows carved who I am today. And this is what made, because I come from Soweto. And if you don't know what Soweto is in Soweto, it's like um, the projects in South Africa. So a girl like me to think that far was totally like a far-fetched dream, but I did it. And that's what I stood by. Who were the people, did you, did you have people that you could look up to? And uh, let's, let's say specifically female 
female women who that you looked up to back then and said, I want to be like her? I want to be, I want to emulate her? Because of my skin color, Michael Jackson was one of my greatest influences. Liz Taylor was one of my great influences. Marilyn Monroe was my greatest influences because in South Africa, that was the type of shows that we used to see. Um, I loved Liz Taylor for her never giving up spirit. Even though she's still divorced, she still got married again. She never gave up on love. And she always saw the beauty in life. Marilyn Monroe, people let her down so many times had thrown so much shade at her, but she still stood up and still has a name for herself. And people don't know how intelligent she was. And um, people like Michael Jackson that were never understood and stood, stood, yeah, stood out in society are still such icons today and live beyond their grave. So these were the three people in my life that inspired me. Do, do you think you fit into that same criteria where people don't understand you? 100%, especially in South Africa. And I think with the show Young, Famous and African, a lot of Americans reach out to me and they don't understand me. I evoke so much emotion in a lot of people in how I live my life, how I raise my daughter, how I go about my business, how I see myself as a human being. And the three people that I've mentioned have lived the same life as me. I've heard you say this, and I'm curious on where, where it comes from. Yes. When you're talking to your fans, sometimes you apologize. Yes. Why do you apologize? I apologize because humans are too proud to accept that. I know you don't understand what I'm saying, but I sympathize with you and I'm sorry. I'm not apologetic for my decisions, but I'm saying I'm sorry that my decisions have made you so upset. I'm sorry about that, but it's not the intention. And, and and you see it as the decisions you're making are the decisions for you and no one else. So you can't help that. That's so. Where where does because I think for someone like me, I'm constantly learning to find my voice, if that makes sense, to find yes. who I am. And yes. to me, when I look at you, you've known your voice forever. You've always I'm had this voice. Be honest with you, Brett, and. It, my voice challenges people to then look into themselves because I will trigger a part of you that you won't let free. And this is why you, I will force you to, you know, criticize me. I'll force you to see wrong in me because I represent an element of you that you've shut away and put in your subconscious for such a long time. So where, where does it come from for you? Where does that confidence, where does that... That feeling, where does that emotion come from? Where do you think you get that? I think I get it from, my mom was a very um, soft person who used to conform to what's expected of her. Go to school, get a good job, get a husband, have a child in marriage, go to church. My grandmother was a nurse. They looked up to her in the community. She could never do anything wrong. She couldn't even have a sip of alcohol in public because people respected her so much. And I hated that fact because I could see how much it was a burden to them. And this is where I made up my own mind that I'm not going to be like these people. And Marilyn Monroe did this for me because she was like, I am not going to conform to a woman being in the kitchen wearing an apron. I'm going to wear my swimming costume and go onto the beach. It, when you put yourself in, I'm sure you have moments, I'm sure, where... 
you're not being you. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're upset with yourself. How do you, what do you, what do you do in that moment? Meaning I, I should have done this. I should have been me. I, I didn't listen to my gut. How do you do, how do you deal with that? So I, 90% of the time I, I, I'm blessed because I never get moments like that. But when I do, I call it a, <laughs> I will cringe in my corner and go, Oh, but can you, how could you? But I'd laugh at it. And then I'll find the good in the negative. And that's when I go onto Twitter and I say, yeah, my wig was sitting there. Okay. I thought we weren't shooting anymore. I didn't know that Zari is going to come after me. Yes. My wig was falling off, but so what? I've got a great hairline. That is a cringe face. Cause when you look at it on TV, you're like, Ooh, my hair. But when I look at my hairline, I'm like, my hairline looks good. So we need to always learn how to find the good in every bad situation. And people are afraid to accept that because people want the good in every good situation. And it doesn't work like that. That's where the so tell, how do you deal with, how do you, and you've had some and you've been very vocal about it. How do you deal with the struggle? How do you deal with the picking yourself up when bad situations happen? So how I deal with it is if something, for instance, had to blow up on social media and it's really embarrassing and the only time it becomes embarrassing is if it involves my family, my daughter, and I don't know how they're going to handle it is I would lock myself up in, in, in my bedroom for like a few days just to recoup and try and gather my strength to then understand how I'm going to sit my 16-year-old daughter and say to her, this is what I meant, this is the outcome, and this is not what it's supposed to look like. Because those are the only people that I feel like I owe them something. Other than that, everyone else is part of my simulation. Everyone else is part of my journey. They're an extension of me. So any other reaction is actually a sign for me to look into something. I'm not phased by anyone else besides the person that I brought into this world, which is my daughter, because I was given this task to be her management until she can manage herself. When when I look at four plus million fans on Instagram who follow you, what do you think they all have in common? What they all have in common is they borrow my world to escape from theirs because mine is so blunt and honest and it's like another planet. I allow them to come onto my page and literally be anything they want to be. I allow them to say anything they want to be because they know that I allow people to do and say what they feel. And they'll get the same response from me. And then they go back into their stressful worlds or their challenging or beautiful worlds. Because mine isn't beautiful or perfect. It's very real. Is there a difference today when someone recognizes you versus what it was when you were 17? I still get a kick from people recognizing me. I still avoid it when people come up to me and say, aren't you the, and I'm like, yes. Can we take a picture? Of course. Because for me, I feel like I was put on this earth to bring light. And I think that's why my parents, because my name, Kanyusile, means the one who brought light. So I feel like I enjoy it when people realize, because I know how it feels to see something you love in person and you're actually talking to it because I am actually everyone's friend, even though I haven't met them because they're in my life so much. The book, Bitch, Please. Um... The name, uh, what, what, 
the the inspiration for that like what what does that mean to you just that just so, that title yeah so i went um when i when i wrote my book i needed a, a title for it so i went into um, a bookshop and i started looking at bios and people's um tell all books and everyone had such a an intelligent line the becoming finding the epiphany my life this is me and i thought no man why are you trying to sell like bitch um, can you bow? Deal with it. This is me. This is my story. Here it is. So I felt, let me just put it that way. Because everyone wanted to sound intelligent, like the, the opening, the light. No, I didn't want none of that. Is it empowering when you get to do what you want? It is um, self-assuring for myself that I'm still alive. I'm still in the plan to get things like that. Um, I think empowering is, is what we seek from other people. And this is why our expectations hurt us because we always expect someone to give us our power. We hold the power. Yes. The other person takes the power from you. And this is why we, lived in a, we live in a depressed and disappointed society because we're constantly looking for power in other people and all they have is their own power. And you can't live off someone else's. Your power is in your so I've heard you mention in reference to South Africa, like it's an insulated bubble. But to me, yeah. the way you talk about things, it's everywhere. It's no different everywhere. Do you think South Africa is that different that, it, that it's isolated? I don't think it's isolated, but it's very um, conservative. Yeah. Um, if I, I always say if I was born in the States doing what I do now, I would be a millionaire. Um, in South Africa, literally, I've had to fight for just my free spiritness and for people to accept it because South Africa is, is a country that's led by religion, by culture, by what our forefathers did. And little did we know that our forefathers didn't have cell phones, Wi-Fi, they couldn't travel, they didn't have COVID. We forget all of those things, but they're still holding on to things that don't exist now, but still try and carve who we are as a culture. And I'm trying to fight that. So... Yes, in the world, I am just someone else that thinks like you. But in SA, it's like, shucks, she's ballsy. She's controversial. She talks a lot. What, what would hurt your feelings? What would hurt my feelings is for people one day to say, she had a great concept. I wonder what happened to her. Mm. That would send me to my grave because... I want people to look back one day and say, I get it. That's all. At my funeral, people must just say, I get it. So when, when your daughter says, mom, I want to be just like you, does that make you feel good? It makes me feel good because it means she kind of sees the concept of what it is. But I, I don't want her to emulate who I am. I want her to take qualities that she thinks works for her but she shouldn't make my life now her culture of my mom used to cut the chicken this way i cut the chicken this way because i've got a small oven if you've got a bigger oven fry the damn thing the whole thing so i wanted to look at me and say i want to be like you but i want her to be better than me what what to me and i wish i knew you at seven at 10 at 15 at 20 were you very mature 
I was very mature because I was the only child on both families and the first grandchild on both families for a very long time. So I had to befriend my uncles, my aunts, the visitors that came, and they're all adults. So I was forced into conversations at a very young age, and I got to understand life through seeing my uncle fight with his wife, my mom fight with her best friend for money, yeah. uncle being envious or being angry for not being chosen in the tennis team. So I got to learn life through adults in real time. They didn't speak to me like a kid. They didn't ask me to go to bed at nine because I was the first kid. I was the project. I was the, 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 I was the guinea pig into how to raise a family. So I got the best of the world, I guess. Are they proud of you? In the beginning, um, because my family is very Christian and very conservative, I was quite embarrassing for them. But now that they've seen my success and how I've been constant and I can ma maintain myself in my life, they're proud of me now. Who is in the, who, whether it's family or outside of family, who were three people in your corner from day one? Three people in my corner from day one is me, myself, and I. I cannot. <laughs> I love it. Ability on anyone, um, because I will disappoint them. They'll disappoint me. Um, I don't want anyone in my corner because when you're in my corner in that moment, we need to exchange. It's either I give you something or you give me something. I'm going to learn something or you're going to teach me something. But you can't be in my corner forever because why aren't you growing? Why are you yep. constantly here in my shadow? Like you need to grab it and leave. So it's me, myself, and I, and those people have been loyal to me. When, uh, before Young, Famous, and African, what, had, had you watched any reality shows? And if so, what was, the, what was your favorite? So I love reality shows, and I only watch them because I'm trying to figure out what America is about. So Kardashians, um, Basketball Wives, uh, The Housewives of the World, because there's so many. Um, I watched a lot of reality shows and only because I wanted to be in another country to see what they eat, what they argue about. But I didn't like the storylines because I feel like reality shows are just based on typical women fighting women, yeah. men trying to show their strength. And I never watched it for that. I just watched it to find out what you are doing, Brett, in the States right now. And what's the lingo? What's the dialect now? How do you guys say certain things? Why do you think Young, Famous, and African works so well? I think Young, Famous, and African works so well because, number one, I know that people know that Africa is a great place. It's the motherland, as everyone says. But for people to actually see that we are just like everyone else, we're yep. flamboyant, we have yep. the same drama, we love cars, we wear Louis Vuitton and everything else. And I think in the States, it's, it's harder because artists are just given so much flag for wearing too much designer wear and for them to see this happen in Africa that we drink champagne we are just as extravagant and we're just as dramatic I think everyone can now see that we're actually a village the globe is a village we're all the same are you are you proud of who you are on the show I am super proud of who I am on the show um I've shown that as much as you could be support as much as you could be mature, but you will have run-ins with your friends. But also having a run-in with your friend doesn't mean you hate them. We're just fighting at the moment because I just think you're being selfish. And I know people interpret it differently that, no, but you, you, you seemed sour, you seemed insecure, you seemed, um, you know, shaken by someone else. No, but that's how friendship is. 
So I am happy with who I am. It is, uh, Diamond's a good friend. I love him. Yes. What, did, what did he teach you? Diamond taught me that screw whatever anyone thinks, continue chasing what you came here to do. He's got kids. He's got other kids every year, but that he has no guilt about I should be a father. He is a father, but he's still Diamond. One thing people do is, oh my gosh, I should be more of a parent. And we forget to be us. And he's still himself with everything else around him. What do you think you taught him? I think what I taught Diamond was you need to always, as much as you are you, remember that you still need to be connected and still be accessible to the people that you love because time will pass you by. And that was the last scene. I mean, time has gone by so fast that I think seeing Andilele's house was like, how long have I been gone for? What has been going on? Where was I? It is, it, it, I'm a big fan of, of uh, when good things happen, I got to work even harder. Yes. It, it, when bad things, if things are going my way, you work hard. But if good things yes. are happening, you got to work harder. Yes. So now a great things happen for you. The show is a huge success. How do you, how do you, how do you work harder? How do you leverage this? How do you take advantage of the situation? You know, for me, I think this is the most scariest moment for all of us on the show because the show has done so well that now it is reaching out to someone like you, Brett, to make it even better because mm. we've built these bridges now and now the world is bridged and we are now connected. Now we need to open the YFA space even more. And this is why today being here with you is showing me that things are going to be okay because we've just opened another line of communication, which shows why I am young and I'm famous and I'm proud to be African. It is, is, is getting DM from people in the US or in Europe or UK, wherever, does that feel even better because it's, it's showing a different side? It feels amazing because now it means this DM is coming from miles away yep. and made an impact. Yep. You know, people think fame is about money. No, fame is about the nods that you get and the family that you accumulate as you go. And that is fame. Money is just your energy. It shows how much energy you've used in a project. But the initial fame is being with Brett now because it means that's the nod that you wanted for the show. So, because why, what's the use of shooting if no one's going to watch? And you want it to be bigger than it is. You want it to be, it, it shouldn't live in one space. It should live in all spaces. I'm praying if we do get season two, that the next live is speaking to a Martian on Mars. Then it'll show me that the show is getting bigger and better. <laughs> is, season, <laughs> is season two going to happen? I'm holding thumbs and I'm expecting everyone and hoping that everyone is going to continue DMing is going to continue asking Netflix where season two, um, because we're ready for it. We want who, it. Who, who's the most surprising relationship that you took away? Like, I'm going to be friends with this person for life. I love. Annie Adibia. She came for me at my dinner, and I was convinced that God helped me. This woman who came with my friend Nadia and Swanky is now going to be in my life for a few months. God help us. And here I am every day trying to find her and find out if God is with her. 
So I didn't expect this. I, I wasn't anticipating it, but she has become such a friend, actually family, to be honest. So uh, we'll end with Queen of Bling. Yes. What, do you, what, is, what are the brands that represent Bling to you? Bling is forever shining, forever present. Under pressure, you will always thrive because that's what diamonds are about. Um, I know when people think bling, they think of the easiest route of a diamond chain around your neck. No, bling is constantly shining. If you look at diamonds, even when the sun goes down with a little bit of light, they sparkle. Diamonds, even if you put them in sand, if you rub them a bit, they still shine. So for me, that is the bling. And when I said queen of bling is I am queen of the shine. And my question to people is, what is your bling? What makes you bling? What's next? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to accomplish? Do you have goals? I do have goals. Um, my goals are eventually to get to a space where I can encourage and have a, psycho what, a psychologist center where I put psychologists together and we can allow people the dialogue of talking about themselves. Because there's one thing society has taken away from people is you aren't allowed to speak about yourself um, you're only supposed to speak when you've been through the worst to share your story, but be able to speak about yourself because the more you talk about something is the more you become heal and actually thrive from it. You know, I, um, I, you know, I, I, I tell people when I do these interviews, it's, uh, I'm doing it for selfish reasons. I, I love the motivation. I, I learned something. There's always something I take away and, you just, to me, you, you exude confidence. You don't, it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing in, the, in this comment. I know you know exactly who you are because you don't pause to think about the answer. You know the answer. Yes. Do you realize yes. that? Like, you, it's, it's, it's out there. It's at the front of, you know, it's, it's easy yes. to answer because you know exactly what you are. Percent. Does that feel like what makes you feel the most good about yourself? I think what makes me feel the most good about myself is I am okay in not being okay because no one is. We don't yes. know what life thing is. No one is okay. We're all surviving. We don't know what the great plan of this place is. We've heard theories. We've had people say, this is what it is. We've had preachers sell us their ideas. We all don't know what we're doing. We're not okay. And I'm okay with not being okay. But everyone is afraid to say, I'm not okay. Yep. But that, this is the experiment. This is the whole, you know, experience to feel. So I sometimes look at people and I'm like, it is so simple. I, but, I, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I wish you all the success. I'm very good at predicting the future. So I'm pretty, I'm confident that, that season two will happen. Um, keep being transparent, keep being honest, keep being uh, uh, driven like you are. Uh, I, I love it. I love the energy that you exude. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I get it. I get it. I, anything I could possibly do for you, please ask. Um, and no, I, everyone, keep watching your space. Brett, all I'm going to ask is I'm going to be in the States in about three weeks. Ooh. And I locate you for us to have just the boomerang with the cheers of you. Your... 
Let's do it. Three weeks. Uh, let me know. I'll go wherever you are. I promise. Yay! Thank you. So I'll see you in about three weeks. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you on your love talking to you. Thank you, Brett. Everybody, bye bye. Cheers. Bye.